Hello, everyone. Welcome to To Be Heard Podcast, your weekly faith-filled and motivational podcast where listeners are encouraged, culture is challenged, and the truth can be heard. My name is Ayana Simone, and before I get into today's To Be Heard Tuesday, I just wanted to spend this time and wish y'all a happy Thanksgiving. Y'all, now I was a little bit convicted as I was planning and preparing for today's To Be Heard Tuesday because, of course, with Thanksgiving coming up in just a couple of days here, I'm like, oh, what a perfect opportunity to thank the listeners and, you know, for being the best audience, the coolest audience ever. But then I felt convicted because I'm like, when was the last time you said thank you? Like, I'm not trying to wait for a holiday season to say thank you. Y'all deserve to hear a thank you from me every time you tune into the podcast. So I wanted to apologize for that. And I just wanted to say thank you. Thank you so much for tuning into To Be Heard Podcast, whether you tune in occasionally or religiously, like you listen to the podcast all the time. Thank you so much for tuning in. I really do have so much fun doing this and While it's one thing to enjoy what you do, it's really encouraging to know that other people enjoy what you do too. So I just wanted to thank y'all for letting me know how much you love the podcast, whether that was by, uh, you know, rating the episodes, leaving a review, um, leaving a comment behind on the To Be Heard podcast Instagram page, sending me a DM, sharing the podcast with your friends, however you support it, To Be Heard podcast. I just want to give you a big fat thank you. And I do pray that you have a wonderful holiday season with your, your family your friends. I know that the holiday season looks different for everyone. Sometimes it's uh, really hard to enjoy the season because of, I don't know, it could be tension in your family or maybe it's just, uh, you know, whatever, fill in the blank. I am aware that sometimes, you know, when we celebrate Thanksgiving and we celebrate Christmas, not everyone is as privileged to be surrounded by people they love. Um, Sometimes the season is just really difficult for them. So if that's you, please know that I am keeping you in mind. Um, I do pray though that somehow, some way you will find yourself surrounded by the people you love by food you love can I get an amen I'm real excited to eat this year y'all I'm already planning my uh you know, my second and third plate and dessert. So I'm all ready for the holiday season. I love this time of year. Uh, This is usually when I start thriving. So I'm enjoying it. But I pray that you also have the opportunity and the chance to enjoy the holiday season this year as well. Um, But I'm super excited that you're listening to today's To Be Hurt Tuesday. Um, If you haven't listened to last week's episode, I really encourage you to do that. Uh, We spent a lot of our time answering the question that is right there in last week's um, To Be Hurt Tuesday the title of that episode, we spent a lot of our time in Exodus 34 finding out who God is. And so I encourage you to give that episode a listen, um, honestly, for one of two reasons, though. The reason why I want you to uh, go back and listen to that. Of course, if you want to listen to this one first, totally get it. But um, in last week's episode, I did make a tiny announcement um, regarding the podcast, something that you'll notice. Um, I've mentioned quite a few times in the last couple of To Be Heard Tuesdays where I let y'all know, you know, Eventually, we'll get to talking about uh, praying and fasting and how those things have to do with uh, your freedom journey. But really, the the first couple of To Be Heard Tuesdays, we spent our time. And of course, you can see this for yourself. Um, We really just been have been going back, taking those practical steps of looking at your childhood wounds and identifying trauma in your life, the root of your situation, your family background, your upbringing. All of that plays a very significant part in your freedom journey, finding freedom in Christ. But praying, fasting, 
praying, having faith, going to church, reading your Bible, all of those things serve a huge purpose as well. And we haven't touched on those things yet so far um, this season, but we will uh, begin doing that. And it started in last week's episode. So you'll notice a little transition. We'll start looking more so at the um, spiritual side of things like, you know, praying again praying, fasting, reading your Bible, going to church, because those things are totally needed. And we started uh, in last week's episode answering that question, who is God, where I also expressed in that episode um, that I, at one point this year, actually had a very unclear view of God. And I talked a lot about that last week, um, where, you know, some days I would view God as kind and patient. In other moments, I would um, find myself thinking the opposite, that he was rude, that he didn't care, that he was impatient. Like I just had so many different versions of God in my head and it created a very nasty combination, which begged, uh, got me to the point where I had to like beg God, like, please show me who you are because I don't know which version of you I should trust. And so we found out together in last week's episode that he really is the God of compassion and mercy, that he is slow to anger. He is filled with unfailing love. He lavishes that unfailing love upon a thousand generations is what the word says. And he forgives iniquity, rebellion and sin. Uh, But what we pushed a little bit further in last week's episode is that God doesn't just want to forgive your sin. And this again, this is all in Exodus 34. You can take a look um, or study with me by going back and listening to last week's episode. But the Lord doesn't just want to forgive your sin. He actually wants to change who you are. Unlike religion, that just sees you as a performer. It is, it's only concerned about what you do or don't do. Um, you know, improving your behavior, perfecting your behavior, fixing what you do. It's all about the outward appearance, like making sure that you put on a great show, psyching so many people out to make you think or to make people think that, you know, you're a certain kind of person because of what you do. But God is not at all concerned about that. He actually wants to change who you are. And so the way I worded it in last week's episode is that religion sees you as a performer, but God sees you as a person. So again, he wants to change your heart. He actually uh, wants to change your identity and your personhood. Like he wants to make you into a new person. So God, I mean, he doesn't just want you to go around uh, doing a bunch of kind things like he actually wants you to be a kind person. (laughs) You know what I mean? And we talked again about this last week, how, you know, you can say and do the right thing. And we've seen how people can potentially say and do the right thing and then not be the right person. God, he wants you to be the right person. That's God's heart for us all. And so, again, we talked all about that in last week's episode. Give that a listen. But we're really going to pick up from where I left off Uh, last week. We kind of explained those differences between religion versus relationship because the way that God changes you how he he makes you into a new person is by offering you a a relationship with Jesus Christ not a religion with Jesus but a relationship with Jesus where it's his love that changes you and not the law that changes you that's where I want to pick up um, on today's to be her Tuesday because in today's episode we're really going to spend a majority of our time talking about the spirit of religion and now I know what some of you are thinking like girl you said spirit and religion like I'm not trying to listen to this and you're all prepared to come back next week you don't even want to hear what I have to say no hear me this is so important that you listen to today's to be heard Tuesday because in talking about the spirit of religion in the context of you know what we've been doing so far this past season of season three is recognizing that a free life is possible it is possible through Christ it's possible for you and what I want to do in today's episode in talking about the spirit of religion is 
I want to talk about the many ways and in the many er- the the many areas of my life where the spirit of religion has kept me bound. It's kept me. It's prevented me from experiencing freedom through Christ. And so I think it's important that we talk about this today. Uh, the conversation started last week, but I just want to explore that a little bit more in today's episode because maybe you're listening to today's episode and um, you know you're coming back from next week or, or from last week and you can also identify in your life like you know what yana i've also had a really unclear view of god just as what you said in last week like sometimes i think he's good sometimes i think he's mean um and you know sometimes my view of him is super distorted there's something that dr matthew stevenson said one time in his sermons which by the way give to be heard podcast a follow on instagram there's a couple of sermons from him that i'm ready to um, recommend to you guys because his sermons have truly helped me in my freedom journey and so um, it's a resource so many resources from him that I've used to help me in my walk with Christ so I'm gonna um, you know recommend some of those sermons on the podcast's Instagram page gonna try my very hardest to not make it into a, a Dr. Matthew Stevenson fan page because I truly do love that man if you know who he is you know that he's a powerful speaker he speaks directly from the word of God and truly like he uh, he talks about religion often actually in his sermons but one thing he said in particular uh, with the sermon he preached, I can't remember the title, but I, I am going to pull it up and recommend it to you guys. But in talking about religion, he said um, something that's so true, something that's proven to be true in my life. And uh, for those of you who related to anything I said in last week's episode, uh, you might be able to um, say that this is 100% true for you too. But um, one thing about religion, something he said, he said, religion distorts your view of God. And again, that is 100% too. And that's part of the reason why I wrestled uh, viewing God clearly, seeing God rightly, because it was the spirit of religion that was distorting that view and making me believe in a God that did not exist, making me believe in um, a God who was a bully and a jerk. And he simply didn't exist. But it was the spirit of religion that was perverting my view of God. And um, that helped me in understanding, you know, this is the spirit of religion at work, and you might be able to uh, relate to that too. But another thing you might be able to relate to, and this is kind of going into my episode today, but for a majority of uh, my walk with Christ, I've been walking with God on a personal level for about seven years now. I got serious about my faith back in 2014. So for about seven years now in my walk with the Lord, I have um, constantly, and I know that sounds like a very, like, um, kind of like I'm exaggerating there, but uh, the truth of the matter is that um, as I walked with God, I would wrestle and deal with and hear a very um, accusing, condemning voice. That's the best way I can put it. And, you know, sometimes I would deal with that voice on a large scale and I would hear that voice on a large scale. Other times in my walk with Christ, not so much, but that voice was always there. And again, it was an accusing, condemning voice that sometimes was, um, you know, used very vulgar language, um, very profane and just degrading things that were said about myself, about who I am, who I am in the Lord, how God feels about me. 
again, just accusation after accusation. Um, it was the voice of condemnation that I wrestled with. And for many years, the scariest thing about, um, you know, in dealing with that, and sometimes I'll generalize it and just say, oh, I've always, um, you know, dealt with self-talk. But really the root of, uh, of what I've identified in my life, and I'm not saying this is true for you, for those of you who deal with self-talk, but I know for me, I'm only saying this so that, you know, you might be able to identify this in your life too. But that accusing condemning voice I used to think that that was the Lord talking to me that way and anytime I would mess up or I would fall into sin and I would make a mistake those accusations that came I'm like I have no right to be upset with God for accusing me like because I did fall into sin like I did make a mistake he has every right to condemn me and so for a long time for the past several years anytime I made a mistake I thought that was the voice of God talking to me that way which is scary because again religion distorts your view of God and that voice was not at all from God instead it was religion it was the spirit of religion at work in my life the way I've been putting it is that I was under the influence of the spirit of religion and it's scary because you know those are just a couple of of areas in my life that the spirit of religion has really kept me bound um, and has really tormented me and honestly you guys I'm currently in a season right now where I'm simply just unlearning all of the things that the spirit of religion has taught me I'm free from that and I I've identified in my life so I'm free from it but there's a lot of damage that was done a lot of belief systems um, that I've been holding on to that are not at all Christ-like or not at all from the heart of God but it was the spirit of religion that was making me think a certain way and do certain things thinking that this was God's command and it totally wasn't and I just want to expose that on today's to be heard Tuesday especially as we're talking about being free in the Lord again uh, this thing has kept me bound for so many years And you might be listening to this. And even as I talk, you know, you may be nodding your head like, hold on, I I really relate to what you're saying. Maybe this is the spirit I'm wrestling with, too. And of course, I know people get all crazy and weird when we say spirit and especially weird when I say religion. But I really encourage you to keep listening uh, to today's episode. And of course, if you have any questions, like because I know some people and even this is true for me, like when I went to school and we would talk about religion, we would always say like, oh, like, you know, there's Buddhism and then there's Christianity like the two were kind of categorized as uh, religions but really like if you study the scripture and if you just recognize the heart of the gospel God never wanted um, a religious contract with us like he always wanted relationship I mean that's why he sent his son Jesus to die on the cross for our sins so that whatever we do if we do something well if we do something wrong his blood covers what we do and when we enter into relationship with him that's how we're changed so um, I know sometimes like in in the world we would categorize Christianity as a religion hear me when I say God wants relationship not religion and again it's a spirit of religion that has kept me bound thinking that God was telling me to do so many things and that that just simply was not the case and so um, just for clarification on that if you're listening you're like girl I thought we're supposed to be religious no we're supposed to be in relationship with Jesus that's what he wants again I encourage you to listen to last week's episode but I'm real excited for today's um, to be hurt Tuesday moving forward um, and talking about the spirit of religion because really this conversation conversation started for me um, when I got to a point when I recognized kind of like in last week's episode where I quickly realized that I did not have a clear a clear view of God 
I came to another point where I recognized that not only do, did I have an unclear view of God, I also recognized that I had a really hard time believing in him. And of course, that has everything to do with not having a right view of God. Um, but I really started to ask myself, like, why is it so hard for me to believe in Jesus? And, you know, for those of us who have um, dealt with mental health, you've really struggled in the area of fill in the blank, whatever. I've dealt with anxiety and depression. Those are two things. I talk about pretty often on the podcast as it pertains to um, what my freedom journey has looked like for me in those two areas. Um, But, you know, sometimes when we open up about a struggle with mental health, especially in the church, unfortunately, we are met with things like, oh, you just need to pray more or you just need to have more faith, which is part of the reason why I didn't kick off the podcast in that way. Like, oh, we just need to pray and have more faith because the thing for me was that I was praying and I thought I had all the faith in the world. I'm like, God, I know you can do it. I know you can heal me from this. I know you can set me free from anxiety and set me free from depression. But I was only dealing with it at like more intense levels than before. So I never want to shoo anyone away with, you just got to pray about it. You just need to have more faith. And I encourage you to listen to the couple of to be hurt the last couple of to be hurt Tuesdays I posted so far because it's important to not just pray it away you got to look at your past you got to see Jesus there going back to your childhood wounds to the first time you fell into sin all of that we talked about so far in the podcast because um, that's super important to look at um, but I, I don't want to abuse that um, command like oh you just need to pray more and fast more that is like To me, that is completely dismissive. I think we need to hear people out a little more and hear their stories um, and help them. And um, I don't want to say prayer isn't practical. It's incredibly effective. But when we use it as a cop out, like, no, I don't want to talk to this person. I'm just going to tell them to pray about it. Like that to me is not at all the heart of God. But we'll get into that. We got plenty more Two Beard Tuesdays for me to explain that. But anyway, um, so, yeah, sometimes it can get annoying when people say you need to pray more. You need to have more faith. But I really hit a point in my life where I'm like my belief system is jacked up like I I, I'm at a point right now God where it seems as if like I would believe in you so strongly one day and then I would not believe the next day like it felt like this fight to believe and I I believe the words that I used um, in prayer I just said Lord like it feels like um, that something is blocking my faith, like something me is, is something is is keeping me from believing. And I know that can sound strange. Like, what do you mean? You know, uh, it's hard to believe, like, just have more faith, you know, just like keep believing. But truly, like I got to a place of honesty where I'm like, some days I really do believe Jesus. And I really do believe what he's saying. I believe who he is. And the next it felt like I couldn't like something was just stopping me or preventing me from believing Jesus. And I did take it into account, you know, like we're human beings. Sometimes we're going to have high moments and other other times we're going to have low moments like in our faith journey. Like sometimes we'll feel God completely and then we won't. Like that's just a part of, you know, everyone deals with that. But for me, the, the, the way I identified it was I'm like, this is something deeper, like something it literally feels like a fight to believe. Like I have to really give my all to believe like something is is holding me back from that, Um, which, again, was a a crazy realization to come to. And I didn't really know what to do with it or how to pray about that. So I just I began writing in my prayer journal. Um, I was flipping through. I wrote this a couple of times like, God, why is it so hard for me to believe even when people would come up to me? 
you know, just people who had a word over my life saying like, this is what, what God's saying about you. And they would just speak into my life using scripture. Of course, it's not like some crazy, you know, um, but like using scripture, they would speak it over my life. And some days like I would hear that and simply would not believe like it was really hard for me to believe that. And so because I got more curious about it and because, you know, I'm moving forward in my freedom journey and it literally felt like it, this thing was keeping me bound, like this question of why can I believe? I just began praying to God like, can you show me what that is? Like, because at this point, I, I became a pro at looking at my childhood wounds and all of that. But it still felt like something was something was off. Something was was wrong. It was holding me back. So I just began praying to God over and over again, like, God, why can I believe? Why can I understand what you're saying? Or like, uh, when you do speak, how come it's like difficult for me to like, believe with my whole heart? Like, what is that? And lo and behold, you guys, now, what I'm going to read to you today in scripture literally um, is one of my favorite conversations I've ever had with God. I would say this is um, my favorite, like just number one, my favorite conversation I've ever had with God, because what I'm going to read to you today actually blew my mind. And it was the clearest I've ever heard the voice of God, like the clearest I've ever um, understood what God was saying, because what I'm going to read to you today Literally, like as I'm I'm praying and I'm saying, you know, God, why can't I believe? Why can't I understand? There's a certain scripture in John 8, a um, couple of passages of scripture that I'm going to read to you that it literally felt like God was speaking to me directly. Like he was answering my question on the clearest level ever, you guys. Like I can't make this up. I'm going to read it to you. Um, this is John 8 because I've never like I've studied John 8 before. Like I've, I've come across that verse a couple of times. But as I was praying um, one day with God, I'm like, you know, why can I believe? I just felt literally like just simply gravitated towards this text. And I, again, never really um, had any relation to this passage of scripture. Like last week, um, I knew to go to Exodus 33 when asking that question, who is God? Because I remember Moses prayed that in Exodus 33. But as far as John 8 is concerned, I didn't have any previous knowledge of it. Like I didn't have any close relationship to it. So literally, I it seemed as if I was just skimming the, the text. And I came across this verse that Jesus said, I want to read it to y'all. This is verse 43, where Jesus says, why can't you understand what I am saying? It's because you can't even hear me. Now, y'all, <laughs> again, I can't make this up, right? Like, just picture this, okay? I'm praying to God, and I'm just like, I'm getting more serious about my prayer because I prayed it over and over again, and I just had a moment with God, and I'm like, please, can you show me what this is? Like, why is it so hard for me to believe? Why can't I believe? And so to, to skim across this, this text and find myself in John 8, 43, where Jesus is saying, why can't you understand what I'm saying? It's because you can't even hear me. Y'all, it felt like in that moment, first of all, I was freaking out because <laughs> I'm like, the Lord is speaking really clearly right now. Like, because I, I promise you, like, I just got done saying that. And I come across this text. It felt like, you know, say you are are interested in getting a new car or something and you're telling someone like you, you know like I really need to get a new car and then like you turn on your tv and a commercial comes on like are you thinking about getting a new car <laughs> like that's what I felt like in this moment like the lord like he was speaking directly to 
my situation. Like I just got done saying that and he just repeated back uh, to me what I had just prayed. The craziest thing. Like I'm trying to paint that picture for you guys. I was completely shook. Like not God actually listening to me. Like what the heck? It was the craziest moment. Again, the clearest conversation I've ever had with God. And so I'm going to read a couple more verses here. This is where we'll be um, uh, for a majority of, of today's To Be Hurt Tuesday because the principles that are here in this text really help me break free from the spirit of religion. And I believe it can help you too, especially if you have a, a very distorted view of God, especially if you have a hard time believing in him, especially if you live with the accusing, condemning voice that I described at the beginning of this episode. If that is you, please turn up your volume because um, what we're going to study today really helps set me free and how can we move on in our freedom journey if we can't um, identify the spirit of religion and know how to uh, to fight it off with scripture with incredible revelation coming from this text and I'm gonna read it there's some things that Jesus says that I that's gonna need some explaining so I'll read it and then I'll give you some context but we just read verse 43 we'll pick up again in verse 44 which says for you are the children of your father the devil And you love to do the evil things he does. Y'all hold on. I will explain it, but let's keep reading. He says, talking about the enemy, he was a murderer from the beginning. He has always hated the truth because there is no truth in him. When he lies, it is consistent with his character for he is a liar and the father of lies. Verse 45 messed me all the way up. Keep in mind, I'm praying, God, why can't I believe? Why is it so hard for me to believe? Listen to what Jesus says in verse 45. He says, so when I tell the truth, you just naturally don't believe me. Verse 46, which of you can truthfully accuse me of sin? And since I'm telling you the truth, why don't you believe me? Again, you guys, it literally felt like it was just me and Jesus in the room because I'm like, Lord, I I literally just got the brain. That. I will never forget that day. I was pacing my room like God is like talking really loud right now. It was so crazy. The craziest, clearest conversation I've ever had with God. But I know let, let me provide some context because I read something crazy when Jesus starts talking about the enemy. Let me provide some context for this uh, passage of scripture real fast, because um, it's important to know the context kind of people that Jesus is talking to. Now, if you study John 8 as a whole, you'll find that Jesus is talking to the same group of people without. Like John chapter 8, it starts off with, um, you know, he's getting ready to, to teach the people. Um, and then all the way to the end of that chapter, it's still the same group of people. So um, keep that in mind. But these people, one thing you need to know about this group of people is that at one point, so again, talking to the same group of people in John 8. At one point in John chapter 8, you will find that this group of people at one point did believe in Jesus. When he spoke, they believed in his words is what one verse says in in, um, John chapter 8. So you'll find that they do believe in him. But at the end of John 8, you'll find that they don't believe in him, which I thought was interesting for one of two reasons. Uh, Number one, being that that was literally my story. Like there would be some points of my life 
where I would believe in Jesus and I'd believe his his words when he spoke to me and I would believe him. And then the next, it felt like I couldn't believe in him and something was blocking me from believing him. It happened um, in the same chapter. It happened in the same chapter, John 8. It wasn't like two different days went by or whatever. This is the same chapter. You'll find at one point that people believed and then the next they didn't. And so I felt even closer to the text because I'm thinking, God, that's literally me. Like at one point I believe and then the next I don't. And I just got done praying that to you. So I thought, you know, that was very clear for me to understand. You know, they believed at one point and then they didn't after hearing Jesus's words. But second, the reason why it's so important that, you know, we know by the end of John chapter eight, these people didn't believe the scriptures record that they didn't believe in Jesus so much that they actually picked up stones and they threw it at him. They literally tried to stone Jesus. That's how much they didn't believe. And the reason why I'm bringing that up is because if you go to the beginning of John chapter 8, you'll find that this group of people, the Pharisees specifically, were getting ready to stone someone else. And all the church kids know the story, but it was the woman who was caught in the act of adultery. If you study the first 11 verses of, of John 8, You'll find that a woman uh, was caught in the act of adultery. She's brought before Jesus and all the people, all the Pharisees, they try and trap Jesus. They're like, the law says to stone her. But Jesus, what do you say? Which I think personally is a whole to be her Tuesday in itself. I might have to do another episode on that. And really like that, this is the episode today. The law says one thing, but Jesus, what do you say? Like we know the religious thing to do, but, but what would Jesus do? Like what would Jesus say? And they ask him that question and, Jesus responded with a revolutionary response and he says anyone who hasn't sinned can cast the first stone which of course disqualified all of her accusers and all of the people who are ready to condemn her and they all leave her and when it's just Jesus and the woman Jesus asked the woman where are your accusers where the all where all the people who are ready to condemn you and she says they're gone like no one's here no one uh all of my accusers are gone no one condemned me and Jesus says neither do I go and leave your life of sin. So in other words, the context of that verse, and we talked a little bit about this last week, but we find a woman who was ready to be accused, ready to be condemned by the religious leaders, but Jesus does not accuse her and does not condemn her. He says, go and leave your life of sin which is very important to note as we study this passage of scripture, as we talk about the spirit of religion today, because the religious leaders, again, were ready to accuse and condemn the woman, but Jesus did not, which is something to note about the spirit of religion. It's religion that accuses and condemns you. It's religion that that does that, not Jesus, religion. So for those of you who are living with the accusing, condemning voice, know that that is not Jesus. That is the spirit of religion. I've lived with that voice for a long time. Anytime I do uh, something I shouldn't do, anytime I fall into sin, um, anytime I make a mess, I make a mistake, I rebel, I do something that is just not godly. Anytime I do that, it would be the accusing, condemning voice. And I'm like, well, I did sin. I did make a mistake. And, and the Bible clearly says, you know, not to do this. And so then I would come under this, this uh, accusing, condemning voice, just accusation after accusation. 
but I have found, especially now that I'm free from that spirit of religion, I found going to Jesus, he does not condemn me. He does not accuse me. He tells me the same thing he told the woman, go and sin no more. Like, I do not accuse you. I can, I do not condemn you. I find you not guilty. That's what you need to hear today. That's what Jesus is saying to the woman who actually did make a mistake and she did fall into sin. Her, Jesus's words over her were go and sin no more. I find you not guilty. I do not condemn you. I do not accuse you. Go and sin no more. So that's something that we have to note about the spirit of religion. It accuses and condemns you. That's what you need to know. Because then if we go back to John 8 uh, verses, uh, verse 44, where Jesus, he says he uses some harsh language talking about the people that um, he was talking to at that time. And he says, you are children of your father, the devil. And he, and he goes on to say that the enemy was a murderer from the beginning, that he always hated the truth, and that whenever the enemy talks, whenever the enemy's lips are moving, he's lying because there's no truth in him. Jesus calls the people he was talking to, he says, you're children of, of your father, the devil. Because here's the thing, another thing you need to know about the group of people he was talking to. These people were religious, so it was the Pharisees that were ready to accuse and condemn. But the people who were just surrounding uh, that situation during that time, the people who weren't Pharisees, but um, who were around, you know, um, when the woman was getting ready to be accused. If you study the text, like it's the same group of people throughout. And so one thing we need to, another thing we need to know about the group of people he was talking to is that they were not ignorant. So the people um, who weren't the Pharisees, you know, they weren't Pharisees, but they were not ignorant of the law. Like they were also really religious because if you study the verses before what I read to you in verse 43, if you study the verses before that point, you'll find that they are um, in a, a an intense conversation with Jesus about what they know about the law. Like they go into detail about Abraham and God being their father. Like they know the, the text, like they know um, the religious law. They know the scriptures in the beginning, the story of Abraham. If you study that conversation, you'll find that these people are not ignorant like they know the religious law like they know that stuff and the reason why the conversation with them was getting heated and why Jesus called it out in them you know you're the children of your father the devil is because the people they were claiming like no God is our father and Abraham's our father but what Jesus is saying to them like if God really was your father if you really believed uh the story of Abraham and and uh what Abraham was pointing to God the father and Abraham were pointing to me so like if you don't believe in me then no they're not your father no you're, you're you're not believing uh, what they wanted you to believe because again, God sent Jesus, Abraham, his story, he, he pointed back to Jesus. That was the promised seed. If you study in Genesis, pointing back to Jesus. And so what's happening here and the reason why, uh, you know, the, the conversation is getting heated is because Jesus was challenging their religion, challenging, you know, they know what the text says, but the text was pointing back to Jesus and they could not see that. They could not believe that. And they felt challenged. They felt that Jesus was challenging their religion and he was because he's like, yes, this is what the text says, but the text is pointing to me. I am the word wrapped in flesh, but they couldn't see that. And they were really offended that Jesus would challenge their religion even further. How Jesus went right out and said, you're children of your father, the devil, because it's another thing we have to note about the spirit of religion, a spirit that these people were clearly bound by the spirit of religion. Number one is of the enemy. He went right ahead and said, 
um, you know, your children of your father, the devil, because if you don't believe in Jesus, like if God is not your father, then then it has to be the enemy <laughs> that is your father, because the enemy doesn't want you to believe in Jesus. And so the spirit of religion, because it is of the enemy, it always rejects Jesus. Those are two things you need to note. The spirit of religion is of the enemy, and because it's of the enemy, it's a lying spirit. We saw that Jesus said there's no truth in the enemy. There's no truth in Satan. And so because the spirit is from him, it is a lying spirit. It's a it's a lying, accusing, condemning spirit that we have to call out today. And Jesus called this out in John 8, a lying, accusing, condemning spirit from the enemy. And the spirit of religion always rejects Jesus every single time which is why we have to call it out because jesus is the one who can set us free not religion the law can't change us it's his love that changes us but the spirit of religion would have you think no if i stay firm in my religion if i keep you know doing all the things religion wants me to do and saying all the things religion wants me to say you are not under the lordship of christ like the spirit of religion always rejects jesus and we need jesus to be forgiven it's his blood that washed away our sin but the spirit of religion would have you think no if i keep it up if i keep doing good things then i'm i'm gonna get into heaven but it's not by your good deeds that you're saved it's by the grace of god by the blood of the lamb his blood that covered all of your sin and when you come into relationship with him, that is how you spend eternal life with him, not by keeping up the religious law. And that's what Jesus was trying to show the people. He said in that text in John 8 that I am the light of the world. I'm the one that you need, not religion. I'm the one that you need. But the spirit of religion had them so bound that they could not believe in Jesus. And as I studied this text, I recognized like, oh, my gosh, that is like perfect for me because that brought so much clarity it's the spirit of religion that's keeping me from jesus and that's why i get nervous when people you know who are like me and they're tempted to identify with what they do the spirit of religion wants you to do that because it, it tells you you know if you could keep doing all the good things and you can you can spend eternal life but no it's not by your good deeds it's by your relationship with jesus or do you have faith in jesus do you believe in jesus there's another scripture verse where jesus says you know the world sin is that they don't believe in me and the spirit of religion doesn't want you to believe in Jesus it always rejects Jesus and we need Jesus we can't afford to not believe in Jesus and you know the story continues even in, in verse 48 the people they didn't believe in him so much that they actually called him demon possessed like that's how much they didn't believe in Jesus that they called the perfect sin the son of God demon possessed and by the end of that text um they were ready to, to stone him because that's what the spirit of religion does. It keeps you distant from Jesus. And so because it keeps us distant from Jesus and it has so many of us bound, which I'm hoping after today's To Be Her Tuesday, we can get free from this. And of course, dealing with the belief system that um, religion has taught us over time. Again, I'm in a season of unlearning some of the things that I thought were God, but what really was religion. I'm still unlearning that. And it's crazy to me the amount of things that I believed that was not of God. It was the spirit of religion at work in my life and so if we're gonna fight the spirit off if we're gonna call it out and rebuke the spirit in Jesus name we need a scripture verse to do that and so of course this study of John 8 has really helped me identify the spirit of religion but now I want to point you to a text that is helping me fight off the spirit of religion and it's in this it's going into this text today I'm going to point you back to Romans 8 it's in this that's going to um, help me um, explain the title of today's to be hurt Tuesday because I know you clicked on and you're like how dare 
dare you? Like, what <laughs> What are you talking about today? Listen, we've been on a questioning streak all throughout the month of November. I thought it was too early to, to cut it off. I'm like, we may as well keep going. I'll ask another question. Um, so you've noticed, you know, if you look at the past episodes, we first asked the question everyone asked. Then we asked the question, who are you? Then we last week we asked, who is God? Today I'm presenting a new question. Again, the title of today's To Be Heard Tuesday is How Dare You? And this is a question that Apostle Paul asked and answered in Romans 8 and it has a lot to do with the spirit of religion and so I'm going to read it today and then we'll explain it and then we'll close out today's To Be Heard Tuesday but let's go to Romans 8 we'll start in verse 29 Apostle Paul writes for God knew his people in advance and he chose them to become like his son so that his son would be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters and having chosen them he called them to come to him and having called them, he gave them right standing with himself. And having having given them right standing, he gave them his glory. What shall we say about such wonderful things as these? If God is for us, who can ever be against us? Since he did not spare even his own son, but gave him up for us all, won't he also give us everything else? Now, here's what Paul writes in, in verse 33 and verse 34. And I'm emphasizing this point because, again, it is everything to do with the title of today's To Be Heard Tuesday and everything to do with how we can fight off the spirit of religion in our lives. But verse 33 says this. Paul writes, who dares accuse us whom God has chosen for his own? No one for God himself has given us right standing with himself. And then verse 34, he asked, who then will condemn us? No one. For Christ Jesus died for us and was raised to life for us. And he is sitting in the place of honor at God's right hand, pleading for us. I want to overemphasize what Paul asked in verse 33 and 34. It's a question that I have been asking the enemy when that accusing, condemning voice dare raises his voice at me. This is the question I've been asking. He says, who dares accuse us whom God has chosen for his own? Who dares? That is the question that I've been asking more specifically in the context of the title of today's episode. When that voice comes up, that accusing, condemning, lying voice of the enemy comes up. I'm like, how dare you? Like I am. The word said clearly in Romans 8, 29, that God chose me. He chose me in advance. That's what uh, verse 33 says. Who dares accuse us whom God has chosen for his own? I'm God's chosen and you are accusing me? Are you kidding me right now? Like, how dare you? How dare you accuse me? This is what we got to say. When that voice comes up, for those of you who deal with that voice, you have a distorted view of God. You feel like, you know, you can't shake that voice. You can't break free from the, all the accusations and the condemnation. Listen, here's what you can say to the enemy. How dare you? The word says I am chosen and I'm not just chosen, I'm called and then I'm justified and then I'm glorified. That's what we just read in Romans 8. You can use the scripture verse to fight off this wicked spirit of religion. How dare you accuse me? Paul, he says clearly, who dares accuse us? No one, no one can for God has given us his righteousness. So how dare you accuse me when I have God's righteousness? How dare you? Like, how, how dare you even try? And then he's like, who, who dare will condemn us? <laughs> he says, no one. Because the Lord, he died for us, was raised to life for us, and now is pleading for us. So how can you condemn me? 
Are you kidding me right now? These are verses we got to use. How dare you? This is what I've been asking the enemy the past couple of weeks. When that voice comes up, I ask, how dare you? How dare you even try? The word says you can't accuse me. You can't condemn me. And we know what Revelations 12.10 says. It says very clearly that the enemy, Satan, is the accuser of the brethren. He's the accuser of, of every brother and sister in Christ. He's our accuser. But the word, when he, tries, when he tries it with his voice, when he tries it with the accusation and the condemnation, we can rise up and say, how dare you? Who, how can you accuse me when I'm God's chosen? Make it make sense, Satan. It don't make sense. How could you accuse me? How dare you even try? And I'm being so serious about that because I've seen in my own life how this accusing, condemning voice took me down some scary paths to some scary places. And I genuinely thought, honestly, the enemy, in this little subtle way, it started off in this little tiny way, he made it out to seem like, I had to pay for my sin. I had to pay the penalty of my sin. But that's the spirit of religion. It's all about what you do, about how you can make up for what you did, how you can keep being on your good good behavior. But Jesus is like, I already paid for the, those things. I already paid the price for your sin, for your rebellion and iniquity. I paid the price for all that. I'm just asking you to come into relationship with me. Because when you come into relationship with Jesus, and this is only by coming in relationship with Jesus, that you have every right to ask the enemy, how dare you? How dare you accuse me when God chose me? How dare you condemn me when God is sitting at the right hand of the Father pleading for me? So how dare you? You can't condemn me. Paul said very clearly, no one can accuse us. No one can condemn us. So when that voice rises up, you got to talk back. You got to say this. How dare you accuse me? That is the just the spirit of religion. We got we to gotta say this. I'm so passionate about this because this is where I'm at in my freedom journey. How dare you accuse me? That's what we got to say. And then you have to go through that list that Paul wrote the verses before that point. He says, I am called uh, or I am chosen. I am called. I am justified and I am glorified. Those are scripture verses that you can use. That is amazing. Like the Bible really is the only way to fight it off. That accusing, condemning voice. If you deal with that, this is your weapon right here. I'm giving it to you for free right here on the podcast. You can say this to the enemy. You are chosen you are called you are justified and glorified because of what Jesus did not because of what we did because of what Jesus did and the only way we can come to this point is when we recognize you know what the spirit of religion wants to keep me from Jesus but I'm staying close to Jesus I'm not going to let the spirit of religion keep me in my unbelief any longer I'm going to believe the Bible I'm going to believe what Jesus said because it's when I do it's when I have every right to look at the enemy and say how dare you and use the scripture verses and put my faith in these scripture verses and stand on the word of God this is good news. And hear me when I say, again, this is only by relationship with Jesus Christ. If you are not in relationship with Jesus, you can enter into that relationship today. He's inviting you into a perfect, eternal relationship with him today, where you also can be free of, of condemnation. You also can be free of accusation. In fact, if you read at the very beginning of Romans 8, that very first verse that you'll read in Romans 8, it says, so now there is no condemnation for those who belong to Christ. Christ Jesus. 
no condemnation, but you must belong to Jesus. So what are you waiting for? You can enter into a relationship with Jesus today and the invitation stands. It's available to you right here, right now. You just have to say, Lord, I believe in who you are. I'm coming into relationship with you and I commit every day in my life of loving you back because he already loves you. You don't have to earn his love. You don't have to to fight for his love. You don't have to beg for his love. He already loves you and he wants to be in relationship with you. And the only way that the relationship is complete, if you accept the invitation, his hand is extended to you today. You just have to reach out and grab it. You also can be free of accusation. You can be not guilty. You can be free of condemnation because of who you belong to. And I belong to Jesus. I belong to the, to one, the one who made the heavens and the earth. That to me is like, this this is freedom right here like I can it doesn't get any clearer than this this is freedom and I want you to live a free life too and so I pray that this to be hurt Tuesday helped you especially if you deal with an accusing condemning voice you know what that's like even if you're just having a hard time believing Jesus it's it's the spirit of religion that keeps us bound it's the spirit of religion that rejects Jesus every single time and so you can use these verses asking you know how dare you accuse me no one can accuse me no one can condemn me because of Jesus standing on those verses, fighting off the, that voice um, and finding your, your true freedom in the Lord. I pray that this episode helped you. If it did, let me know by rating this episode and leaving a review. Follow or subscribe to To Be Heard Podcast on whatever listening platform you tune in on. Give To Be Heard Podcast a follow on Instagram. I got a couple sermons to recommend to you concerning this. And you guys will hear from me next week right here on To Be Heard Podcast.